Welcome to the Tech Sales Show, where we are dedicated to making you a better tech seller, sharing tried and true sales strategies and answering your questions weekly. Hey, hey, Bobby. What's up, Brian? We are starting a new series today. This is Reset and Clear the Noise. And Bobby, the, the genesis of this is that as I've talked to friends and family and people that are in, in our industry, out of our industry, you know, we're kind of we're kind of knee deep into the year now. We're no longer at the point of depending on our New Year's resolutions and kind of having the fuel from those New Year's revolution, uh, resolutions. And like the year is real now. You mean uh, a lot of people are about to miss their Q1 number? Well, yeah, that's that's part of it too. Part of it too. So, so I think uh, this this series is really about it boiling things down to the basics. Um, and we're, this is three parts. So we're going to talk about kind of um, today. We're going to talk all about investing your time. Where are you spending your time, and how to maybe reassess where you're investing that time. The second episode, we're going to talk about staying fit, uh, both physically and mentally healthy. And the third piece, we're going to talk about just your career. We've kind of boiled down some of the basics. And if you're going to refocus your efforts in your job, what three things should you be doing um, to uh, to take a step back and make sure you're focusing on the core uh, for yourself physically and mentally? Uh, because it's such a they're, they're, they're both kind of so tied hand one in one. I like it. I think everybody could probably come back to this series uh, and regroup uh, almost on a quarterly basis so lots of good content i know what we're going to talk about and i'm excited to have the conversation yeah it's a hard like we've we've selected this while it's a very fruitful job and gig no matter what level you're in right if you're in inside sales or outbound sales or sales management it's a very it can be a very fruitful career but man it is um the the dynamic nature of all of this, I think, makes it an extra challenge. I think it makes it a, you know, somebody that sits down, and I can never do this job, by the way, somebody that sits down as an accountant and kind of works through the same schedule day after day after day, um, they have their own unique stress, I'm sure, but the stress of, like, every hour is different in a day is is quite unique to this industry, I think. Well, and, and I love my wife, but she, she has a, a work schedule that's bell-based. I like to say it's bell-based, right? That bell rings, the day's over. Of course, she probably carries home a lot of things that are tough with the kids she's counseling and dealing with. But, you know, there's not – it's very unlikely that she's going to get called into work this weekend or have to do a big proposal or whatever else to meet a deadline. Um, so it's very different, and, and – I think the better we are at what we do, the more we care about our customers, the more all of the the bad can can creep into what we're going to talk about today. Let's talk about some of the bad there. I, I think the biggest offender uh, for most people, and we're going to speak in some generalities here, so ignore this if this is uh, something you're great at, but I, I would suspect a lot of us are not great at this, is the phone and the TV are the biggest offenders, I think, of, of sucking our time. For me, TV is not that big of a deal, but man, if you read the statistics, it is people are consuming their evenings uh, on the TV or in the mornings with the TV. That's not as big a deal for me. The phone is a bigger deal for you, Bobby. How does the how does the TV play in for you and your time? Well, I mean, Colton just jumped the fence, and The Bachelor is like almost the most important <laughs> thing in my life right now. I'm just kidding, but my wife does watch it, so I saw some of it in the background. Um, 
a little bit of TV. I mean, I like to watch the Netflix series from time to time, and we're re-binge watching the uh, Game of Thrones series to prepare for the launch or the the final shows of that. But at at the end of the day, I I think that is some of my unwind time. I I hope I don't let it crouch into me too much. I, I think the phone's a big one for me. I've done some things this year I think I'll talk about. Uh, to to less, lessen my dependency upon the phone, but I, I know I could focus more on the important things, and I let a lot of little tasks distract me. And sometimes that's phone, sometimes that's TV, sometimes that's golf, sometimes that's other stuff, right? It, it, but it is all the same kind of thing. It is some form of quote unquote screen time. It's that distractor that we all have in our life, whatever it might be. Yeah, we're big into the Netflix series too. Um, I, again, you're right. Like that is good time, time with my wife, and you know that that one hour or 45 minutes or whatever that show time is. There's there's a lot of value in that. I I just I what I don't get sucked into, and what I was guilty of probably two or three years ago was getting sucked into like cable news, right? Oh yeah, watching Fox or CNN or something that just completely drains the life force out of you. Um, that's something that doesn't impact me anymore. But I know it. It's like it's big in some people's world. That's for sure. The the second thing we talked about was the phone. Um, the phone is, you know, obviously is very central to what we do day to day. It's there when we wake up in the morning, and you may have 32 notifications: some from your mail app, some from your text messaging, some from Facebook or Twitter or 16 other different apps out there. Um, and we are clearing out those notifications before we go to bed. We are clearing out the notifications when we wake up. And I think it's like even very smart people do very stupid things when it comes to their phone. It, 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 there's, there's no doubt that there are very smart people that have constructed this phone and these apps to dominate our time. And this is something I still work on today. I've, I have removed all games from my phone. I haven't had a game on my phone in a year plus. If there is something on there, it might be for the kids or something like that. But uh, nothing I would play on the phone. And the screen time feature is actually really interesting too um, to show kind of how many hours a day or minutes a day that you're spending on the phone, uh, kind of outside of a phone call, of course, uh, to show what impact it's actually having on your day-to-day life. Yeah, and I've done a lot this year. We've talked about them offline, I know, but um, obviously the phone and communication is a big part of all of our lives nowadays. But uh, I think I was probably addicted to Candy Crush. It it really consumed my life. Uh, Every free moment I had, every time I was waiting on my son to get out of school or waiting on a, I don't know, anything, I was probably playing a, a level of Candy Crush and just decided that it was too much and I turned it off and had a had a goal at the beginning of the year to get it off all my devices and it's off all my devices uh i still have one game i play gin rummy from time to time but it's a commitment if you're going to play a game of gin rummy you got to focus for the 10 minutes or so but i don't play anything else other than gin rummy on my phone anymore i i do have a new found freedom because i turned off all notifications and facebook was the big one i'm a big facebooker and i really trying to record my life of the things that my family does and I think every time I would post something, the, the red dot would come up that five, six, seven things were liked or whatever. And I would go look. And so turning that off gives me the ability now to not, I kind of batch my Facebook time and I use that to just go check on things we're doing on the show and how many people are liking and sharing our posts. And I don't get sucked into every like on, on that little red dot that pops up. It's a, it's a huge change to not let those apps drive my free time 
and it's really changed the way I use my phone for sure. One one of those notifications is email, and a big thing for me is keeping. I think we and we've talked about this in past episodes is that I can be a more effective person in my job if I have my personal life squared away. And not to say that there aren't ebbs and flows in the personal life that get get in the way of the work life for sure for all of us, of course. But one of those things is waking up every morning with 16 personal emails there, um, 90% of which are spam or advertisements for a company that we bought something from two years ago that keeps us on the mailing list. One thing I found very liberating is I probably did this three or four years ago. I went through and got out of every one of those bulk messages I was in and the ones that I did want to receive, but I wanted to review them on my own time, not when I woke up in the morning. I have set up filters in my email that automatically route those to a folder, just called a bulk folder. And then on my own time, like you mentioned uh, with Facebook for you, in my own time, I go in and I check that folder. You know, I look for messages that may be important. Maybe it's a school note from from, from one of my kids. Um, but I have everything there because when I wake up in the morning, I, I don't want to have 62 emails there or even 16 emails. The one or two emails that hit my inbox, I, I prefer it to be from somebody like you or from one of my buddies uh, or something, something important, right? Something that, that requires an action rather than getting buried amongst all their other junk. Yep. And the last thing I'll say about the phone, it's because the whole episode is not about the phone, but one thing that I've done for a long time, and you've, you've mentioned it in passing, is I don't, I don't have my phone near my bed. Uh, yeah. It's been a deal for me for a long, long time. Uh, I'm going to sleep, and I'm not going to be woken up by that phone. And I charge my phone in the kitchen. It's a good 40 steps from my bed. I can't hear it. It's on vibrate every night. Uh, I do charge my Apple Watch right next to that, so my Apple Watch isn't by my bed. It's not buzzing or vibrating or anything else. So I have a big separation. Now, what I've done since I left Dell is I've really tried to stay away from looking at my phone first thing in the morning and try to have my time with my family before they go off to work and school. So that that's harder for most. I get it. It's not something that I would ask anyone to try and do on a regular basis, but I do try not to look and see how many emails I got last night for sure. Yeah. So, and the reason we did spend so much time on the phone is because it is so dominating. It's like, it's like where our, where our interaction exists these days. And I think the second part of this is around just getting yourself a little bit more organized. And we've talked about different tools today in the app store. If you go on the iPhone app store, there are probably, you know, 20 great um, to-do lists or or ways to keep yourself organized. Trello has kind of been our go-to. I use OneNote for for action items for my work stuff these days. I've I've shared this on past episodes too. I like to change up my to-do lists every once in a while. I can't last on the same to-do list for more than a couple of years. I just, I like change and variety. Uh, so that's, that's important to me is to change it up. Variety is the spice of life, Brian. <laughs> variety is the spice of life. So I like to change it up. Um, Trello is my current to-do for personal work and for the work we do here on the podcast. For my business stuff, I do that all in one note. One note. The point is, um, get yourself get yourself organized. Those Those action lists that sit in your head, uh, I like to think of the, the of to-dos that don't have a place or aren't written down somewhere are things that bog and weigh me down. Because if I can't trust myself to use my to-do list and to lean on my to-do, to-do list, it causes undue stress for me. I don't know. Does that, is that same thing? Does it work like that for you too? 
It does, and I'm almost a to-do list junkie from Trello to notepads to buck slips. I got I got little things I want to get done everywhere. And and what I really found for me personally is the is the important stuff gets done right. I, I'll look at a stack of little notes I have, and I'll I'll look through those notes and be like, wow, that was on a to-do list, but I did get that done. I don't know why it always seems like the good important stuff gets done, but it does get done. But I I do. I, I'm an idea guy, so I got stuff randomly coming into me all the time, and I try to organize those thoughts so that I don't forget, and then I can put those good thoughts hopefully to use. And then, like I said, the ones that aren't good, they just kind of fall off. They just don't get done. And one, and I, I force them off the list, actually. Like, there are times um, that I will just go cleanse the list because it is, it will, it is stressful. Like, those to-dos will build up, no doubt, especially stuff that's around the house, right? Like, you know, like a small project that I wanted to do in the house, which seemed great at Thursday at 10 p.m., but 16 weeks later, it's Tuesday morning, and I'm looking at that list, and it's you know it's 12 items long, and I'm tired of staring at it. I will cleanse that list and start over. I'll keep a few important things on there, but all the things that were so so important that were creating stress on this building and mounting to do list, just take some time to reassess it. Is it really as important as you think it is, and could you eliminate that and get yourself? into a better spot and maybe knock out a lot of these big things over the weekend. Agreed. So. And I, I, I have a home list like you're talking about, and it's got a bunch of little things and a bunch of big things. I don't think any of them are super urgent, you know, um, some of them are more important than the others, but none of them are as time sensitive. Yeah. Agreed. And, and so this is one that I also share with my wife as well. So for us, it's big to be on the same page. Like it's important for me to know what's important to her and and vice versa i you know it tax it's it's tax season so um that's a joint activity for the both of us uh so that's the top of our to-do list so you know thinking through kind of what what's important to you what's important to your to your partner those are those are important things having some sort of shared approach and especially as it relates to your schedule and your calendar too we moved as a family, um, my wife and I, probably five years ago to having a, uh, a calendar that we'd send invites to. So we have tonight, we've got a big dinner with our friends. We'll go drink wine and hang out. That's got to be on my calendar because I, I don't know about you, Bobby, but I will forget that stuff. And if you and I are chatting on a phone about recording a podcast episode, I will commit in a heartbeat if it's not on my calendar. That's something I, I depend on. So having kind of a shared system that you use at home shared to do's shared calendars that stuff is super important to me in my life agreed we have one it's a family calendar all, all four of us participate on the family calendar and if it's not there it's not real and it's been a running joke for many years but um if if it's not on that family calendar it's not happening and unfortunately even i forget to, to tell my wife we're doing some stuff on there and, and boy she loves to pick on me when i make that mistake <laughs> but yeah, it's it's key. Uh, so every episode that we record is on that family calendar. Everything that's going on, um, every golf tournament, every trip to see our daughter, everything's on that calendar. So we, we're, it's always there, top of mind for both of us. And you may think I'm neurotic. Tell me if you think I'm crazy or not. But I have uh, air filters. The air filters are on that on my calendar. Like on that Sunday at three o'clock, we need. And it doesn't have to be Sunday at three o'clock, but I need that on my calendar. That's like less. It's less of a to-do list thing. It's more of just a reoccurring calendar invite for us. 
uh, that we use for our own stuff. So you tell me if I'm crazy or not for doing that kind of stuff. Well, I could if I could show a screenshot on a podcast, I'd show you where my calendar says that I know what size of the filters that I need for each of my filters in case we're ever at Home Depot and need to buy some. Uh, I also have replaced the 9-volt batteries in the smoke detectors, too, because no one likes... You know, why do those always go off at 3 a.m.? Why don't those ever go off during the day, the, the chirping starts for those? That's but, insane. yeah, we change those as well based on that family calendar, too. That's funny. Yeah, I, I think people... There are probably people right, uh, rolling their eyes, but th- th- this is truly, I think, these little things, Bobby, I think these little things turn into big things because... Like you said, it's not just about air filters. It's not just about batteries for your smoke detectors. Um, it's it's not just about paper towels in the kitchen. Like these things add up, and they add for me at least. They add undue stress, and I need to be when I'm working. I need to be focused on my work. When I'm recording a show with you, I need to be focused on that. And when working on other projects, I got to be focused on that. So really, much like what we talked about when it comes to sales productivity, we have a bunch of tools, but the purpose of all of this is that if I can clear my head and focus on what matters and focus on the task at hand, rather than being distracted about, oh my gosh, I didn't change the filter last month, or oh my gosh, um, you know, this is this is not on my calendar. Did I, did, I, did I do this right or this joint task? If I can clear my head of that stuff, I can be far more focused on my work and get so much more work during, done during the day. So while, again, a lot of this may seem neurotic, give it a shot. Try to try to relieve yourself of the stress of uh, all these tasks that, that exist in our lives. Even better, when you have that random list of tasks and all those to-dos, make sure that they are driving you towards some of those goals. We've talked about it in many episodes, so I won't digress. But make sure that those to-dos and the things that you have that are taking your time are the right things. Indeed. Uh, so as it relates to work, the internal stuff, we've done a number of series as it relates to best practices on kind of running your, your business, your career. But have your prospecting on your calendar. Of course, have your customer meetings on your calendar. Have the travel time to those customer meetings on your calendar. Preparation calls. Uh, just all that preparation, um, all that kind of that kind of activity needs to be on your schedule. If it's on your schedule, you can clear your mind again and focus on what's core and at hand. I try to get my schedule um, for, my, for my team and my quarterly business reviews, I try to have that stuff on the calendar a year in advance or at least within the financial year or fiscal year in advance because I want people to know like on this date, we're going to be in Dallas for these meetings for this two days so they can start to prepare their travel. Uh, and, and as you, you know, whether you're a manager or individual contributor or inside sales, you've got these kind of these kind of these kind of plans and these tasks that you have to do that are reoccurring. If you can get that stuff in on your calendar to remind you of the importance of it, it will it will relieve stress from you. I, I can guarantee that. It does for me, and I like I like to be organized. I like to have an agenda and. Maybe everyone doesn't, but you would benefit from being a little bit more structured in your daily life. I can assure you of that. And Bobby, finally, I, I think we, we talk often about big rocks and what's important, the tasks that are important. Because what you can get sucked down this hole, hole of doing activities or clearing email and feel like you've accomplished something. But I think it's important to kind of reassess what are the big rocks? What are the things that are most um, important to you? And for me, if it doesn't make me happy or if it doesn't make me money kind of stealing the Adam Carolla uh, uh, saying, then those aren't big rocks for me. Um, and not to be callous or anything like that, but, you know, spending time with my, my 
uh, my friends and my family, those things make me very happy. Um, my faith makes me very happy and fulfilled. Um, making me, you know, money makes me, enables a lot of things for, for us. Um, but for me, I really try to focus in on what are the big rock tasks that I need to do for personal stuff, for professional things, from a physical standpoint, and then automate the rest. Like I, th- when we think, when we talk about personal assistance, and we're gonna, we're gonna do a listener's choice on that upcoming. Um, it, it's, it spans all bounds. It's not just about having a personal assistant to help take care of home activities. It's also having someone that helps. Um, I've got a coach that helps me from a fitness standpoint, and I pay him $180 a month. And it's, it's an amazingly efficient way for me to manage my physical workout schedule. Uh, so for me, he builds a schedule out that, that manages my, it works around my travel, it works around what my goals are. It works around what my events are because I can then focus on doing the task at hand, which is running six miles or cycling 40 miles. I can spend my time focusing on the effort that I need to do rather than spending my time focused on, okay, what do I need to be doing? Because that's not valuable time to me. And and that's a great call out because I think we could all do everything if we really wanted to. We could read a book on how to coach or how to build that schedule, and we could build our own schedules. But it takes a big burden off of your plate and, and frees up a ton of time so you can do the things that make you money or make you happy. I was literally on the phone with someone just before we started recording this episode, and they were asking about personal assistance. They're, they're kind of going through a hard time where their kids' schedules pretty rough and they can't pick up their kids all the time and their wife can't pick up their kids all the time. So they were just asking me how I use my personal assistant and the person they found, they really like, they want 20 hours a week and they want $20 an hour. And he's like, you know, that's 400 bucks. And I don't know if I can come up with 20 hours worth of stuff. And of course we talked about negotiation tips and tricks and get him, try to get him closer to 10 or 15 hours. But it's amazing. He, he's probably a tech seller who makes, I would guess, somewhere between seventy-five and hundred dollars an hour, and he's trying to figure out how to justify, you know, twenty percent of his salary going to someone for half of the time to do a lot of the things that would free him up. And I said, just sell one deal. All you got to do is sell one one component of one deal, and you're going to make that money back. It's not about the money as much as it is the amount of what would it do if you had 20 hours of your life back? And we'll talk a lot about in the episode that I'm going to write for the listener's choice, but I'm telling, I tell everyone all the time, yes, I spend some money on a personal assistant, but what would you spend to live two lives? And it sounds extreme, but I guarantee you, I get a whole extra life compared to everybody else because my wife works, I work and we have all our weekends, we never do laundry. We never go to the grocery store. We never pick up dry cleaning. That time multiplies in such a way, and I'll teach you with some artifacts that we'll give on that episode, that you can live two times. That's a huge deal. people. That's worth you know millions and millions of dollars if you do it right. And I pay less than $20 an hour for my personal assistant. Yeah, and I don't want to steal the thunder of that upcoming episode, but to your point, what is, what is that worth to you? I mean, it's, it's worth an amazing amount of money that, to, and, you know, and what can it enable you to do from a work standpoint and how much more could you make with that time? So again, we won't get into the economics of it all on this episode, but think through what are those manual tasks? What are things that you could offload in your life? And then in our upcoming listener's choice, we'll talk about that further. Well, until that time, let me throw out one thing for people to be thinking about. If you can pay someone less than what you make per hour to do something you don't love to do, laundry, clean the house, whatever that is, 
you are a fool for not paying someone to do it. And it's, it's real basic math at that level. But then when we add the multiplier effect that I'll hopefully teach you guys, um, you'll be, you'll all have personal assistance and there will be no commission required. There we go. Just as long as they give you a small cut of it, right? Sure. Yeah. Something like that. All right. So what we talked about today is, um, is kind of clearing the noise from a phone standpoint, from a TV standpoint, you can turn on the screen time thing there in this article I read, uh, and I've never tried this, but you can, you can set your phone to a grayscale mode to reduce the addictiveness. It's in the color filters in the set, uh, settings section. Remove the apps that are weighing down your time. Turn off the notifications. You can turn it on, uh, basically, do not disturb mode. If you got an iPhone, I'm sure Android has the equivalent um, feature to it to where you can not have the buzzing during the night if you choose to keep your phone next to your bed. That is a major time suck and existence suck when it comes to uh, productivity in general. Get yourself a to-do list. Keep yourself organized from a task standpoint so that you can take it off your mind and focus on the most important things during the day. Create that schedule. Share that schedule. Whether, you, whether you're a digital person and like to have a shared calendar on your phone or on your computer, great. If you just have a shared you know, board in your laundry room, that's a great way to do it um, to make sure that everyone's on the same page. And then finally, picking the big rocks and automating the rest. Um, the big rocks for me, faith, family, health, and career, those are what are important to me. And that's what I choose. I, I don't outsource those things. Those things are those things are core to kind of who I am as a person. Uh, and I want to spend my time there. So that's where I, that's where I do. And the next episode, Bobby, we're going to talk about uh, staying fit, both physically and mentally. And then the third part of this uh, series, We'll talk about uh, kind of a career management standpoint and a framework you can use to kind of reinvigorate yourself. Well, before we wrap, let's share some big news. Let's do it. Today we have a new sponsor, Tech Sales Lab. Tech Sales Lab is the only place with a platform and people to help you start a career in tech sales. Furthermore, anyone in tech sales can find the training and help they need to accomplish any of their career goals. And they cover everything from sales enablement training to one-on-one -on -one coaching. Tech Sales Lab can meet all of your individual or company's needs around sales training. TechSalesLab.com is offering Tech Sales Show listeners a way to win. If you go to AverageIsTheEnemy.com and sign up for the Tech Sales Lab newsletter, you'll receive weekly tips and tricks. And if you refer your friends, all of you will be entered to win each month. In the month of April, Tech Sales Lab is going to draw for prizes like AirPods, Oculus Go, and Amazon Echo. For each person you refer, you will receive two entries into the April drawing. If you know anyone that would like to get into Tech Sales, they're offering a 50% off for the first 10 people that register for the certification program. It guarantees a job in Tech Sales, or they'll refund 100% of the investment in the program. Tech Sales Lab is where tech sellers are made. As always, average is the enemy. Average sucks. Thanks for listening to the Tech Sales Show. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Tech Sales Show. Subscribe to our email list at www.techsaleshow.com and follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Tech Sales Show. Until next week, average is the enemy.